This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Game Bet and Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. As per usual, I'm Nigel Seeley and I'm joined by tennis expert and betting, betting journalist, Mr. Sean Calvert. Sean, how are you doing, sir? I know you've been stuck in traffic all morning on this nice day to be stuck in traffic, but uh, traffic I, uh, London's an absolute disaster at the moment, isn't it? Mate, I've just got off the M25 and I'm, I'm just calming down now, so I think I'm okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, we can't. We, we might, I see what might make you a little bit calmer, make you a little bit happier. Is our pick last week? How Caraz is into the the final in Barcelona? Uh, he's a favourite about, yeah, in the favourite in the final. But he's, he might he probably played tennis longer than you sat in the traffic jam this morning. Well, he's he's played three and a half hours already today, um, and he, he's to say he rode his luck to get to the final against in that semi final is probably an understatement. Um, Dimonor had two match points forehand on his on his racket mid court to finish it off bottled it, uh, and Alcaraz come up with a miracle shot and he's, he's in the final. So, you know, we, we always moan, don't we, that when we lose from, you know, 50 to one on, but this this time it's the way around. So if we can finish that off, we, we'll have a bit of luck. And um, it's been well-deserved, to be honest, because, you know, sometimes, you know, we do get some some really bad beats in this game. Yeah, before we go on to uh, this week's tournaments, we'll, we'll talk of them in a minute, it's, uh, you know, the, the, all the big players are sort of warming up for the French Open, which isn't far away now, just a, a month mm-hmm. away. Um, what 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 have you liked? I mean, I mean, Djokovic looks vulnerable, completely vulnerable. I know he's involved in the final again against Rublev, but yeah. uh, Alcaraz, when the the pressure was on, wasn't really didn't didn't really deliver. Sits a passes look pretty good. What are the yeah. early pointers that you've seen from the from what we, the, to start the clay court heading into uh, Roland Garros? Yeah, I think I think you're right. Alcaraz is. I think we we might be expecting a little bit too much of him um, at the minute because he has been playing brilliantly, but. Like you say, the last last two weeks, the, the worm has turned a little bit, hasn't it? He's he's um, he's he's been the favourite to win these tournaments, and you know it has it has got to him, didn't he? He played great against Tsitsipas uh, for the first set and a half, and then he was from a set and four one up, he completely lost his way and managed managed to turn that one around. And again today against against Minor, he was he was poor, and he 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 should have he should have been beaten today, really. So we're probably expecting a little bit too much of Alcaraz. Tsitsipas again, he's he, he's actually. You know, performing at a pretty similar level to what he was last year. Um, Djokovic, we we said last week, didn't we? That he he was vulnerable early on in Belgrade. And again, he should have been beaten by both Jerry and Kekmanovic. Got away with it, but he's improved now. He's he's playing the final even as we speak in Belgrade. So he has shown some signs of improvement, but he's he's, he's got a long way to go. Um, and obviously, Nadal, we don't know uh, um, at the minute. So it's, it's 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 very much up in the air at the moment. I'd say. It is. It's very much so. And I think there's going to be a lot of uh, changes to the betting market as the tournaments come on. And each tournament we're going to have covered here on the Bet Rivers Network. Uh, let's have a look at this week's tournaments. And they're not the greatest, actually, to be fair. I'm looking at these, uh, these and there's 
uh, quite a warm couple of favourites at the ATP 250 in Munich. It's the BMW Open. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a tournament that has been could potentially throw up a, a big price winner last uh, time around. Last year, ba- Basilashvili won it. I mean, what price was he at the start? You know, it could have been anyone. Sixty-one. I had him last Did year. Sixty-one. Yeah, sixty to one. Right. Well, let's 60. hope this. Let's hope this is the uh, the tournament that we can get another one. You're, you're now the pressure's on now. You could have delivered again. But if you yeah. look at the if you look at the tournament, <laughs> it's a tournament that Germans have done pretty pretty well at home, haven't they? I mean. Five German winners in the last nine oh, yeah. years. Uh, four German uh, finalists as well as those five winners. And Zverev is the market leader at plus 175 in his homeland. Um, we yeah. mentioned Zverev as a potential winner a couple of weeks back. He made the semifinals where he got beat by Sitsipas. Um, mm. But worthy favourite in your opinion? I think he has to be favourite based on everything that he's done uh, in the past. But... Um... I wouldn't be backing him at that sort of price. He, he doesn't look—he doesn't look right to me at the moment. Just doesn't quite look. Something's just not right in him. Whether it's, whether it's his game or something off course, it just doesn't—it doesn't look like he's playing his best tennis. The latter half of last season, he was brilliant. This season, he hasn't really shown anywhere near that form. So, I wouldn't be backing him in this. He lost in this last year to Avashka in the quarterfinals. Um, he has won it a couple of times, twenty eighteen and twenty seventeen. I think he, he won it. Um, his draw, to be fair. Does look well if he, if he beats Runa in the mm. if, assuming Runa gets through the qualifier that is yet to be determined and then plays Zverev. But if, if Zverev gets through against Runa, that his draw looks quite nice. But Runa is more than capable of beating him in in, in his opening match. So, I mean, I wouldn't be backing Zverev not at this sort of price. Favourites don't have a very good record in um, in Munich, as you alluded to. I think only th- I think only three top seeds have won here in the last fifteen years. So it's not it's not a tournament to be backing short price favourites in. Yeah, and he's certainly that. Uh, as you say, in the draw, he's number one seed. Got a pretty favourable draw, probably all the way to the final, really, when you look at it. Um, but yeah, uh, it's at, you, you've got to take the price, and plus 175, we believe, is a little bit too low. Uh, if you look at a player mm. who's the second seed in the bottom half of the draw, I think that uh, obviously the top half is probably a slightly easier course. At plus 360 is Casper uh, Ruud. Um Rude. Yeah, is is we is a, is a tournament in clay. He's always somebody that uh, you want to be on your side, and he's always a, a potential winner. But his form mm. and his hard court form was better, wasn't he? he? You know, he got to the final in Miami, uh, in Monte yeah. Carlo. He got beat by Dimitrov and Karina Buster here. So he's you know mm. he, he's not really setting the world alight on clay, which is quite surprising, really, for it given his uh, his talent. Yeah, again, he could be he could be another one that's that's expecting maybe too much of himself at the minute. Um, as you said, he's not he's not playing on clay at the moment. The way we've seen him play on clay in the past, he looks vulnerable. Um, failed when the pressure was on against Carreño Busta a couple of days ago in Barcelona. Again, didn't didn't play well at all in Monte Carlo. So if you are backing him this week, you, you're hoping that he's going to return to, to form, and and that, that's a little bit of guesswork uh, for me. And there's, I think this bottom half is actually quite tricky. You've got mm. Basilashvili who who could be anything on his day um he, he wallops rude in this in the semi-finals here last year and it's like six two six one or something like that basilash really beat him um you just don't know with basilash but he's got he's got a, a fabulous record in germany i think he's won 16 of his last 19 matches in germany he's wow. very much a player and the term horses for courses could could have been coined for basilash really he only seems to turn up at certain tournaments this being one of them hamburg he's got a brilliant record in as well he even played well on the grass in germany last year uh so he's a definite possibility, but fourteen to one is is, is too short on a player that is so mercurial 
Um, I couldn't be backing him. But Kek, Kek Manovic is in this part of the draw, who we, we were on last week at about mm. 25 to 1. Again, very unlucky. Um, arguably should have been playing Jere. Wasn't because Jerry bottled it against Djokovic. Then Kekmanovic had a, had a chance himself to beat Djokovic. Lost from one one to five in play. Um, the, the the thing you've got to remember about the BMW Open in Munich is it is at five hundred meters of altitude, which does make the balls fly a little bit. But it always rains here, which makes the court damp and it kind of uh, makes it slower. So the, the conditions are quite tricky. Um, rude for me. Going back to the original point, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have him this week uh, myself. No, um, uh, there's too many other good players that could be. Just, um, you know, you touched on uh, last year, uh, last week about the, the the conditions making a big factor. Can you explain mm. about the altitude as well? Obviously, a lot of betters in America will just be betting on tennis for the first time, and, and and I know that a lot of people liked the feedback last week when you broke it down about the weather conditions. Can you explain about the altitude and you know what what sort of what's the advantage or disadvantage for for places like this for what players? Well, the, the, it just makes it the thinner air makes the balls fly quicker um, up through the air off the racket. It, it, it makes it harder to control for one. Uh, it makes it quicker. If, if you look at some tournament like Madrid, I think Madrid's about six hundred and seventy meters of altitude, slight, just slightly more than Munich. But eighty percent um, of, of the service games in Madrid are held, which is more like a, a quickish hardcore tournament, and that that would be the same in Munich but for the fact that it constantly rains and makes the courts damper. So higher altitude, it, it means everything's quicker, basically. But that is dampened in Munich by the fact that it is damp. So, yeah. uh, so, so it makes it tricky. It's, a, it's, a, it's got altitude, so it should be fast, but it's never warm enough to be fast. So it's, it's always kind of middle of the road pace. I've only ever been to Munich once, not for the tennis, and I can uh, echo, echo what Sean is saying, absolute trivia, absolutely chucked it down with rain for the two days I was there. It was absolutely dreadful. Um, let's look at some <laughs> other contenders. And, you know, you talk about the conditions. It may help uh, Riley Abelka. Uh, Abelka. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he's got one of the biggest servers in the business. Uh, the yeah. conditions should suit, but obviously the dampness is going to be a thing. And I was really surprised to see him as third favourite, a plus 750. I mean, he is a player that is improving on clay, but, you know, if he's going to win a tournament, it's going to be on a quick hard court, surely. Yeah, he's so hard to call a Pelker. He made the semi-finals of Rome last year on, on the clay, and that's that's not the quickest of clay tournaments. Um, but every single final he's contested at main level has been in North America. He hasn't made a final yet outside of North America at, at main level. So he, he, he tends to play better at home like a lot of the American players do, like Isner has always, always played much better at home than, than elsewhere. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I just don't trust Apelka in, in these sort of ATP 250s in, in Europe. He's, he's never really done anything in them. Um, and he's, he's a player that can win a tournament one week and then just kind of retire in the first round of the next week. Mm. He's not, he's not for me. Well, definitely at a single figure prices in a European K event, the Pelka. Mm. That doesn't look right at all. Not, uh, we, no, we, we mentioned the uh, next two contenders very briefly, but Kekmanovic at 10, he's got a fairly routine-ish draw where he's going to, looks like he's scheduled to play uh, Basilashvili in the, in the quarterfinals. Yeah. But um, so we've gone through him, the leading contenders. We, we've got doubts about the front front two, not mm. on their ability, but just on, on the prices that the, the bookmakers have given or Bet Rivers have offered on this one. So if you were looking for some value here or looking for an angle to get with or a player to get with, where would you be heading? Well, I'm, I've got two that I quite like in this bottom half, actually. Um, we talked about Ilya Avashka the other week. Um, 
in Monte Carlo and he he, he came back uh, after a wrist injury. He didn't he struggled a little bit in that in that first um, match back in Monte Carlo, but he played pretty well and really well actually in Barcelona um, last week. He beat Pedro Martinez in straight sets. Then he took a set off Sitsipas. Uh, he is the one. He's the one. He's one of two that interests me in this bottom um, half of the draw, around about forty to one mark. He made the semi-finals here in Munich last year as a as a qualifier. Um, if I could beat Zverev in the in the quarterfinals, in fact, so he, he this is a tournament he's done well at in the past. He's more renowned as a as a hard court um, player, but he, the little bit of extra time that the clay allows him um, on his forehand has has really helped him lately, Lavashka, and he's he's performed, he's transformed into a, a pretty decent clay quarter. 40 to 1, he should beat McDonald in the first round, then he's got Basilashvili, who may fancy it, he may not. Mm. Um, he retired last week, I think Basilashvili, uh, the week before last, um, Basilashvili. You never know with him, he'll either turn up or he won't. We wouldn't be surprised if, if Lavashka won that one. Then he's maybe into Kekmanovic, and it's, it's, it's anybody's after that. He's the first one I like at 40 to 1. And the other one who played really well last week was Fuksovic, uh, Martin Fuksovic, who played um, a marathon match against Cam Norrie, uh, three hours and 25 minutes that he ended up losing. He should have won it in straight sets um, and, and played really well in the two matches before that. He's a player that's gone really well on clay before in Geneva, which is a place that's got, I think, around about three or 400 metres of altitude. Um, so he's done well in similar conditions. He, he played well last week. 33 to 1 for me is... is is decent on him. Mm. And he plays John Milman in the first round too. We tipped up last week. In, did we tip, we tipped Milman up, didn't he, to beat Dominic Team? He did. He beat him, didn't yeah. he, late in the third, I think it was. We had we had a good, we, you know, we did a couple of, both of our um, first round match bets won last week. So it was good for the, the first round bets. Unfortunately here, we yeah. haven't really got many games because there's so many qualifiers and the drawers yet. But it's, uh, yeah, of, the, of the few games that we have, uh, is there anything there, any potential upsets that you quite like or any plays on the handicap or anybody you think we should be with or against? I think this is I think this is difficult in all honesty in um in Munich. Um there's one or two in Estoril that kind of take my fancy, but the, the first round matches in in Munich, I'm not nothing's really springing off the page to me. I don't know whether it is to you, but um I haven't seen anything in Munich that that makes me really want to bet. There's there's a couple of favourites that I think are a bit sketchy. Gaston um is it, it, very, very hit and miss. Um he plays Giron, who but Giron isn't the best on clay, but he 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 tends to start well Giron on clay and, and, and not be able to finish it off. So maybe the first set bet there or something for, for Gaston could be a, mm. a possibility. But as you said, there's quite a few qualifiers in the draw and quite a few short price favourites that that don't look like they're gonna lose, like Kekmanovic. Um no, nothing really stands out to me in, in, in no. Munich in terms of a match match bet play. Nothing strong enough, really. No, I think I think hopefully we get some qualifiers in that could get some uh, give. So I mean, Apelka, if he can get a decent hard court opponent, I think I might want to oppose him. Uh, sorry, a decent clay court, so I might want to oppose him. So uh, uh, if he gets so he's got a buy. Sorry, in the second round, but uh, yeah. nothing. I've got a couple of stars next to people in the Estoril Open. We'll we'll come on to that now. Uh, it's the yeah, Estoril okay. Open in Portugal. Unfortunately, at the time of filming, we haven't got. Uh, any lines on this? We haven't got any any betting lines, but um, let's go through the seeded players and, and the ones that we would we would like to get with or, or against. Uh, Felix Orgi Ale Orgi <laughs> Orge Aliasim is the, uh, the the number one seed, but really on on the clay court, he, 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 we've got to be opposing it, the Canadian there, haven't we? 
Yeah, he, he he actually played a little bit better in Barcelona last week to, to the previous weeks that we've seen him on clay. But he, he still doesn't really have that point construction, that the patience that you need to be a, a really good clay court player. He tends to go for too much from from, from poor positions. Um, I think that, that that's something that will probably come to him as, as his career progresses. But at the moment, you wouldn't you wouldn't fancy him in a clay court tournament of at a decent level person. I wouldn't anyway. No, he's the number one. The number two seed uh, is Diego Schwartzman. He's been knocking on the door, hasn't he? Just, just a couple of quarterfinals, uh, doing really well, and then just sort of just doing what he does, is get to the latter stages of a clay court event and, and runs into a bit of trouble. He's the second seed, and if you look at his draw, he's probably got a fairly comfortable draw all the way through to the quarterfinals where he should meet uh, last year's winner, Albert Ramos Vinolas. Um I quite like yeah. I quite like Sportsman here. I think he's got. I think he's got. A, it's a corner cool tournament. I think he he could go deep in. I think it depends whether he wants to. Mm. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because he played back to back matches. He was another one of those ones that struggled with the um, the match schedule in Barcelona because of all the rain. So he he's had to play back to back matches. Then he's played his semi final today Sunday. Mm. Um, so then he's got to go to Portugal. Okay, it's not a massive distance, but. But he's got the week after this is Madrid, and the week after that is Rome. Where at Rome, he, do, he always does well at Rome, from from what I can recall. I, I seem to remember him going deep in Rome a couple of times. Um, and Madrid, obviously, Masters Series as well. He's going to be tired. I, I, I worry, my worry with him is, is he going to is he going to really want it this week? I'm not so sure that he will hmm. personally. And that is um, that is a concern. That is a, that's a big concern for a lot of tennis betters who come into these ATP tour. 250s you know you look at you look at these tournaments and think you know these players look really good but the, the motivation for them is, isn't there as we know uh, to our cost in, in, over the years um sure. and that that makes it quite difficult so you know Chilich as well is the number three seed you know he's been in grandstand finals he's he's trying to come towards the twilight of his career is he is he really going to put in a shift that uh in Estoril um one one uh the guy that if he didn't play in, in Monte Carlo, I think he would he could go do well in the draws being favourable to me is David Ofik uh Vokina. Um he's in form in Monte Carlo, but again, his motivation going to be there after that deep run into to Monte Carlo. He, we haven't really seen the prices this yet, but he's probably gonna be priced up a little bit short now after that Monte Carlo yeah. um week. Uh, he he's he's someone that we haven't seen him produce consistently the, the first time we saw it was in Monte Carlo only a couple of weeks ago prior to that he's been a guy that gets to quarterfinals the odd semi-final and then just puts in a shocker he hasn't he hasn't been able to he hasn't shown me or, or anybody else that he's capable of producing week the same level week in week out mm. if he can carry on at that Monte Carlo level then he's obviously got an excellent chance here but would you trust him to to, to no. Reproduce that Monte Carlo level. I'm not sure that I would at a shortage price. Myself. No, they were, well, they're all. He's going to be. He will be the one that there's the public play, isn't he? I think he's going to be a player that everyone sees. Gets to the Monte Carlo. He's he's beaten Djokovic, uh, and he'll he'll be a he'll be an, an odds that just don't reflect any value. So we pretty much ruled out everybody <laughs> so in, the, in, the, in the leading in the leading four. You know, they're, they're all going to be seeded through to the second round. They've got to buy into the second round. Those four. It's uh, yeah. straight into the last sixteen, so there must be some people here then that you like the look of at, at some really tasty odds. I think I think the one that you were looking, the one that I'm looking at right now in this in this third quarter of the draw, Sebastian Bayes. Um, I think he's got a really good chance. Um, 
he got to the final of the Santiago tournament um, on the clay a couple of months ago. He's, uh, he's only played a couple of, ma- of uh, matches on the European um, swing of the tour. And he, he had a couple of difficult first round matches. One was Carreño Busta. The other one was Massetti. So, and he, he lost both of those t- tight matches. Um, he lost both of those. But he's certainly got the ability. He should beat Xiao Sousa. Uh, in the first round, and then former winner here, the, 2018, uh, Jao and he's also yeah. Got I mean, I've, I've, I've been to this tournament a couple of times uh, and watched him, and he, he he I was amazed that he won it actually that the year that he did because he's he was always so tight playing in front of his home home crowd, and, and he he came into that I think he came into it that year with with very little form, and he he streaked his way through and he won it. Um, but I've, he, I've I've never seen him play particularly well in Estoril, and he's he's one that's kind of his best years are behind him now, aren't they? I think Sousa. Uh, I would expect someone like Bayes to to get some errors, get enough errors out of him to win that one. But the, the, again, then you play in Chilich, yeah. who, as you know yourself, he can be anything on any given day. He can, he can come in and play absolutely brilliant, or he can be awful. And it makes it tough for betters, doesn't it? it well, I think he's more minutes. likely to be awful in a, in a tournament here with... Five hundred ninety-seven thousand euro up as a competition for everybody. Price, price. I think he got to the semis last year. Yeah, Chilich, I think. But you just don't know with him. No. Bayes is Bayes is one that I do like. Again, we haven't seen the prices yet, so obviously it depends on on what price he is. Um, but other than that, Correa is one that I quite like actually in the top half. He, he he's he actually beat Davidovich, Davidovich Fakina a couple of weeks ago. Uh, before the week before that Monte Carlo um, tournament, in fact, um, and he, he's he's one that you do know what you're going to get out of, out of him. He's very consistent, makes a lot of quarterfinals, semifinals, final in Borstad last year um, in similarly slow conditions. So if you're going to get about twenty five to one, that sort of price on Correa, um, mm. I think he's he's the one I would probably take in that top half against the likes of Felix Auger, Aliasimi, and, and Davidovich Fakina. Uh, TFO, you don't. Who knows what he's? He's in the, he actually made the final in Estoril a few years back, um, but very streaky. You know that that forehand of his can be either brilliant or it can break down badly. So again, he's he's a hard one to call. But I think Courier is probably the one I'd be looking at at, at big odds in that top half. So a couple of tasty uh, future winners there. So uh, Courier, uh, who uh, get through to the second round to play. Davidovich Fakina, uh, number easy for me to say. I, I love your your pronunciation so much better than mine. At least double barreled <laughs> names. I'm, I'm I struggle with them. Yeah, so, Alejandro, but yeah, I, mean. I, I know. I, I've just uh, <laughs> uh, so Curia. Uh, he'll be a nice price there in the top half of the draw, and in the bottom half mm. of the draw, we're going for Bayes. Who again, both of these guys will face tricky second round matches as well, and potentially. Yeah. play them on the second round or, or, or to win the match at a very, very tasty price if they can get through. So um, look look for those two players. Um, let's have a look at some match bets. I know you said you, uh, you were quite keen on the match bets. Uh, you gave us a lovely uh, plus 175 winner last week opposing uh, Dominic team. He, he's got, he looks like he's got a, got a tough match in his first round again against Benjamin uh, Bonzi. But um, yeah, that's, that's one I was going to play actually. I, yeah. I, um, because I don't know about you, but sometimes when I look at these first round matches and nothing really appeals, I, I, my mindset then moves on to a, a favourite that will probably win, but not without a struggle. And this is where this is where Dominic Team comes into the into the equation because I I can't see him losing to Bonzi, 
But I can certainly see him dropping a set because he's 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 not the player that we're used to seeing at the moment. Um, again, lost to Milman last week as we as we suggested he might. Um, he can only improve from that. Bonzi is another one who 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 I wouldn't trust with a lead <laughs> at all. So I, I think this. I think that Bonzi will probably take a set here, but overall, team will win it. So I like I like playing the two one here. Right. You'll probably get um, around about three to one, I should think, for that. And that, that for me is a good play. When you think a favourite is going to win, but you think he, he might drop a set in the process, that, that served me well over the years. Um, and I think, I think that this is a prime example of that. A player who will scratch his way through to the win, but with great difficulty. And he's he won't, the top he, of his game. he's the kind of player that will, won't be too disappointed if he loses a set because he wants to get some game time under his yeah. belt and get some practice, you know, it's a, it won't be a, a massive disappointment when he goes into a third set like other uh, other favourites. So I like that. Now he would probably like it, yeah. yeah. He wants the practice, he wants the match time. He's been off the court for so long. Mm. You know, and he's a player that we I think we mentioned last week, he thrives on rhythm. He's not someone that can come in cold and start playing his best stuff. He needs he needs time to to, to get that level back up. And I think it's, I think that, that three to one has got a fair chance of coming in. I was going to have a bet here. I, I, I quite like... Uh... Ladjovic against uh, Tiafo, but mm. the way he played last week when in that match, when he, I thought we'd got the money in the in the first round as well last week, um, it was in, it was in Oh, the one against uh, Taro Daniel. Oh, that was that that broke my heart. I was watching that, that game. That was a disaster for me. That was painful. That that went on for about three hours. That match didn't it? Just it just feel like it felt like it was never going to end. Um, it's one of those yeah. games that you you were collecting the money after the first set. You thought there's no way he's coming back, and then you were, he was. Had, Fabulous in the first set, yeah. wasn't he? Great, great, great. When he's playing well, Lajovic is so good to watch. But he doesn't—he—he he, he doesn't seem to have a bit of a plan B when things aren't flowing perfectly for him. He—he he seems to just sort of down tools a bit. And if you notice in that match, I think—I think I, I pointed it out. He, he only played one drop shot in that match, Lajovic. Wow. It makes him so predictable. You know exactly what he's going to do. Then um, the drop shot is so important on clay. It can just break up someone's rhythm. They're not expecting it pop it in. And he, he just did, I think he did it once in three long sets and it, it just makes him too predictable. Yeah. Um, and he, it's, he lost for, for that reason, well, not for that reason alone, but that's, that's one of the reasons he lost a match that he should have won. And he, and he had a five nil head to head. I think he had a five nil head to head winning record or four nil head to head winning record. He as did. Well. Yeah. yeah. Four nil, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, I was counting the money and then, and then the, the lines went up uh, quite late and I missed two bets that I would, I wanted to bet and um, just didn't, didn't get them. So the, there was a disaster for me last week. Um, any other matches you quite like here? I'm looking through the match. You, you, you said you like Lajovic to beat TFL. I did, I did, but I just can't trust him after last week. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's one of them things that I don't keep going back. So that once a player burns me out, I, I, it's like me and him don't talk for a few months. So uh, I, to go to after that to this appointment last week, yeah, I, I thought you know I thought he was. I thought the conditions would suit him. I thought he, I, I, it was, I always look for someone who I th- tried to be the outsider in a match that I don't think they should be out at the underdog. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, that, that's my, I always like to play someone at 11 to 10 or plus 110 or plus 120 that I make minus 110. Uh, so I, yeah. I always play them kind of games and just get the wrong favor. And that was how I used to trade as well when I was a tennis trader. Uh, you can't be right on 64 matches in, in the first round of a, of a major. But the two or three that you you took an opinion on, I stuck with the ones I had an opinion on. And and if there was money for the others, I moved them very quickly. And mm. we didn't try. We tried not to have a liability. But the three or four that we were we were 
confident on, we took it for 10 times the liability. And that, and that, but that doesn't really work nowadays in modern day bookmaking. But that was what we, we tried to do. And the majority of them were favorites that the market made one guy favorite and we went the other way. That's mm. games that made minus one, eight to 11 evens, minus 136 or, and plus one dollars. And we would go the other way. And, and it's, we stood it's always up. good to have a strong opinion on it on a 50 50 match. If you've got a strong yeah. opinion on, on, on a match that's priced up like that, then you, sometimes I go for the two nil straight sets win on that because. You're either right or you're wrong, and you and you've got you've yeah. got you've got to. And most of the time, you, they end up that way, don't they? They don't, they don't normally end up tight three but sets. This, this year, this year, this be this be, this year has been for me tennis betting. This year has been my worst ever year. The Australian Open was my work, one of my worst ever majors, and I, and I haven't recovered. And I've got no form. And you know, years ago, when you look at a, you look at a tournament, look at a thing, you could make four or five bets. And say mm. that's wrong. That's the wrong price. I think the the, the odds compilation, the modelling now is so hard, so difficult to beat. I think it's much, getting harder and harder and harder and harder. And uh, usually, you know, in clay tournaments, there was certain there was a list of twenty five players you could turn around and say he cannot win on clay. And we could have hosed them. You could have hosed them every every. And there were certain players who only played this time there. Now it's the same players who, who it's it's. I, well, I we think, saw that with Diminor, didn't we? We saw that with Alex yeah. Diminor just now. Yeah. He's, he's always really, until, until this week, he's really struggled on clay. Mm. He hasn't looked anything anywhere near his, his form on other. On I think it's been very random. I think it's been a season of very, very randomness. And I think it's, it's you know, the dominance of the of the big players was so strong nowadays. And I think now it, there is no real dominant force in the men's game apart from the down, unless he if he's fit and wanting to play in a major, but uh, I think it's, I think it's harder and harder. Sorry. I, I, we, we divulged there, but is there any other um, matches you like Sean here? Any other else? Well, get, get, actually there's one I, I, with you saying that about even, even money matches, the one I, the only one I did sort of pick out in, in Munich, I, I, which I forgot about, but now I've remembered um, is uh, the odds on Altmaier to beat Colschreiber. If he's around about 10 to 11, Altmaier is, 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 is clay stats are, much superior to Colter who's, who's 30, he's, I think he's 39. I know. Uh, at, at, towards the end of this year. Um, he's got, a, yeah, he's got a brilliant record in Munich, but that, mm. was, that was from years ago. He's, you know, he's, he's not, obviously he's 38. He's coming toward, very much towards yeah. it. This will be at last Munich. This is his, probably his last um, throw of the dice in this, in a tournament that he loves. But statistically, um, Altmaier, in the last sort of year or two, way ahead of Colter Iber on the uh, on the clay statistics um so that for me I think I think you have to take it you have to take it on you have to take a chance on that mm. because he is statistically much better obviously Colter Iber it's one of them where you think he, he could come back in and roll back the years at the tournament that he loves and he may do but statistically I think you have to go with Altmaier there mm. So there we have it. We didn't think we were going to give you a bet on the the BMW Open, but right at the last minute there, we've got an even money pick that we think. I forgot, that sorry. Uh, <laughs> just, just for the, uh, the the benefit of anyone's in American, 10 to 11 uh, in America, is minus 110. So if you, we, we're, that's the, now there's no lines around it at the moment, but we're looking for about minus 110 Altmaier to beat Cole Schreiber. Uh, so just to recap, uh, on the BMW Open, Sean believes that Zverev and Rude uh, are far too low. The odds are too low on them. And he's looking for some big price uh, outsiders. Ivashka, uh, 40 to 1. And the other one was Fuksovic. Uh, what price was Fuksovic? Was he 41? About 33. About 33. Yeah, about 33 yeah. Yeah. Two very nice prices uh, there 
in the bottom half of the draw. Uh, and in Estoril, uh, again, we're opposing the favourites. We're opposing uh, all four of the top four seeds. We think they're very low. Um, Bays, we think, uh, could offer some value. Uh, not only to win the tournament, but also if he gets through in the first round, he'll play Marion Chilich and could be a nice prize there. And the other one we liked was Courier, uh, the Argentinian clay court specialist who's in the top half of the draw. So we've got two in both half of the draws in both tournaments at very nice prices that will give you some interest. Uh, as Sean said, next week it's Madrid and the build-up to the... Um, the French Open really does start in earnest. There will be loads of odds available on that. There's going to be loads of specials. There's going to be a lot of first-round match markets. It is a Masters 1000 event. So uh, we'll be looking forward to talking about that on Game Bet and Match next week. Uh, just before we go, please make sure you subscribe to the Bet Rivers Network. Uh, Network. Give us a like, uh, give us a review, rate and review, and also uh, follow us uh, on there and also on Twitter. And if you want to follow Sean, where can they follow you, Sean? Uh, Twitter at Sean Calvert one yeah, and you can follow me at Seely underscore Nigel. Sean, thank you very much. I know it's been a long journey at home on the traffic on the <laughs> dreaded M25. Put your feet up, watch the football, Liverpool are playing Everton, and cheer on the bookings for me because I've had a bit on over the bookings and a, and a red card. So uh, cheer that on for me. I'm off to see. Yeah, Paul, I'm off to see Paul Weller. So uh, I would yeah. say you. I would say you do something me, but that's been entertainment. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.